and welcome to another one of our weekly youth radio show. We have an awesome but educating show today. I'm your host, Paola. And I'm your co-host, Phil. So, Phil, what do you think of the weather? Well, it's been hot. Hot, hot, and well... Um, yeah. Phil? It's been raining in some places, but... Phil! What? We have a show to do, and we don't want to bore people off with the weather. That's the weatherman's job. Oh, yeah, and uh, well, today we have three amazing segments, awesome music, and a splendid calendar. Wow, Philip, you seem rather cheerful today. Our first segment is an interview that Diana did with their very own Michael Harley and with Gay Finlayson about autism. We also have a public service announcement by Kirby Platero and Siobhan Davis from Young Women United in which you can hear them rapping about sex. And last but not least, we have an interview with Mescla Experiment hosted by our very own and beloved Lucia. Now we have musical Lucia. Take it away, Lucia. Hey guys, it's Lucia. I'll be your music host for tonight. First off, here's one of my favorites. It's Anna Nalik with Consider This. Young Women United made a public service announcement which focuses on the importance of safe sex and contraception. The public service announcement features the voices of Kirby Platero and Siobhan Davis. It's an awful way to state it, but I wish I would have waited. But people make mistakes, and one times all it takes. So look at your options and make a choice. Because we are teens and we have a voice. STDs and teen pregnancies are high in New Mexico only because of the things that we don't know. Use protection and think of consequences. In other words, just use contraceptives. We are not telling you this is wrong or bad. And we're not judging you and we're not mad. Yo, my young females, we're here to let you know that safe sex is the way to go. Abstinence only is a beautiful thing. But if you're not, don't be ashamed. Be true to yourself and protect your health. 16-year-old with a pocket full of dreams, a safe pleasure is what we should both see. A blind risk to be, get protected, but first tested, then contraceptives. As a young woman, I have it tough. My sisters and I are dealing with the stuff. Love your body and love your health. If you're a teen, educate yourself. Support responsible sex education. And for more information, hit up Young Women United at 505-831-8930, located in Albuquerque, New Mexico. That was Kirby Platero and Shabon Davis with the Young Women United Public Service Announcement. And now, Lucia with some more music. Les Nubians are two sisters from Bordeaux, France, with roots in Africa. Their music combines the two cultures, boldly creating the new genre, Afropean hip-hop. Here they are with Sorier. Mm-hmm. 
that was Lifehouse with Everybody is Someone. Now back to our hosts. The local band Muscala Experience has just started recording their first album. Today, today they are here with us to share more. This is Lucia Martinez from K1M Youth Radio. Today I'm here with the band Mescla Experience. Band members joining me are Area Cardiel, Juan Cardiel, and Jaime Espinosa. So my first question is, why did you choose the name Mescla Experience? We chose Mescla Experience. Mescla meaning mixed because we play a bunch of types of music, so, you know, they're mixed. And also our culture because we're mixed, like... I'm Filipina, Cahuila, um, Chicana, and white. I'm Ecuadorian, um, Mexican, I'm white, I'm black, I'm British, I'm all kind of things. Uh, I'm Chicano, I'm Filipino, and basically other things that my sister said. <laughs> so how did Mezcla Experience start? Um, we started because um, my dad introduced us to Stevie Ray Vaughan, and we were like, you know, that's chord every, so we wanted to play blues. Well, then we figured out, you know, we started playing instruments. Why not play whatever we want? So that expanded us, and we just started playing. So you play all different types of music? Yes. Okay, cool. So what instruments do each of you play? I play the accordion and the keyboards, and I also sing. Uh, I play the drums and the keyboards, and I sing too. Um, I play the guitar and I sing sometimes. Cool. So why is this band so important to you? One? Um, well, the band's important to me because, well, it closed my nerves to play music and it's also something that was passed down from generation to generation, which is all the music that we played in. So that's what I grew up doing. Uh, it's important to me because uh, music has just been a part of my life ever since I was little. Like, I've been banging on pots and pans and, like, trying to play the drums and playing the air guitar. And, like, music has always been something that I want to get into, and it's just really important to me. It keeps me focused. It's important to me. Like my brother said, it's been a part of my family forever, so it's part of me, and it's fun, you know. How long have each of you been playing your instruments? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I know together I've been playing the drums with this group for almost five years now, but by myself, uh, I don't know, since I was little. What about <laughs> you, Juan? Uh, I've probably been playing guitar uh, my whole life because, well, that's the instrument my dad used to play all the time. So. And how long have you been playing keyboards, Adria? Probably only like four or five years. Cool. So... Um, what's your message to youth who want to be musicians? Mm, my message to youth who want to be musicians is work hard, practice, 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 and you can do what you want to do. So go ahead and go for it. Yeah, I think I say stay focused. And if someone tries to put you down, they say you can't play, you know, just put them out of your head. Just if you, you think if there's something you like to do, then just go with it. Even if nobody likes the way you sound, at least you like the way you sound, you know, play whatever you can, try to get as much schooling as, like, through school. I say if you could take a band class, I mean, take it, because I had the opportunity. I only took it once, and I wish I would have did it more, so I could have got more more knowledge of my instruments and kind of, you know, just do what you can. That's great. Rhea? Well, I say if it's what you want to do, then go for it. And like Juanito said, you have to always practice. If you want to make it, 
And if you want to get good at your in- instrument, you got to use all the resources you have to if you want to, like, get out there. Thanks. Is there anything else any of you want to add? Uh, we're doing a gig coming up uh, this Saturday, the 19th, at uh, 8 p.m. It's at Alchanda. And uh, opening for us is going to be uh, Tri Rap Elite and uh, their rap group. And uh, I really like them. You know, you guys should come check them out and check us out. And, you know, it'll be a fun time. Anything else? Um, also, on Saturday, August 26th at Civic Plaza, we're going to perform at Rock Out With Your Cause Out. And that's an event to encourage people to participate in community health. And it's from 12 to 6 p.m. Cool. So thank you so much for joining me and telling everybody about Mescla Experience. And now, here's a song by Mescla Experience. It's called People Are Strange. People are strange. Women are strange. Faces make a This is KUNM 89.9 Youth Radio, and I'm Lucia. I'm with the band Mescla Experience. The band members with me are Araya Cardiel, Juan Cardiel, and Jaime Espinosa. So, you guys, I've heard you um, have just been recorded. What was that like? Um, being in the studio, I think it was, was kind of crazy. It was a little hectic because um, we were used to always being able to play together. And when we got in there, the studio, it wasn't that big. So we had to like play only like two instruments at a time, and it was kind of crazy because we couldn't like know where to jump in, like where we were supposed to play, where we were supposed to sing. I don't know. It was it was a good experience though. Did you guys record everything separately? Yeah, like we go first. We did the drums and the bass, and then we do the guitar and the keyboards and then the vocals. Was it kind of weird just like drumming by yourself or? <laughs> Yeah, drumming by myself was kind of weird because I didn't hear, like, any other instruments, and so I, was, I wasn't really sure when I should stop because I wasn't used to counting. I was used to just playing and listening to the music and just ending with, like, words. Or, I don't know. <laughs> and how about guitar? Because I've heard, like, you know, the drum kind of leads you, and so you have to... Well, for me, it was a different experience because I, when I did the recording, it was after everybody else did their parts of the recording, so I had all the music already ready for me, so I just had to play with the music. So what's the song People Are Strange about? Like, I know it's uh, you guys didn't write it, but what's it about, and who's it by? It's uh, People Are Strange is by The Doors, and uh, what it's about, it could be interpreted in many ways, like interpret it like your own way. Like to me, People Are Strange is kind of like, I don't know, I'm not sure what to make of the song but it just it was something I liked it was something that like hit my ear and I was like we should play that song and it was something it was pretty easy for us to do and that's kind of why we did it like oh yeah people are strange <laughs> <laughs> so why did you do you guys um have other songs by the doors that you play no no we haven't played any other doors songs do you like them or yeah the doors do they mean something like more of like a I don't know. Do they influence your music? Yeah, in some ways they they do influence our music, but uh, many groups influence our music. Like if we tried to make a list, it would go on for days, and <laughs> it would I don't know, it'd be a long list. 
Okay, so are there any other songs of yours that you want to talk about? Or um, I don't know. We've recorded um, how many songs have we recorded? Ten songs. Um, it took us a quick minute to do it. Uh, I don't know any other songs that come to mind that except Redemption Song by Bob Marley. That's really a song that we like because all of us together we're um, we're youth activists and um. That song, it's usually it's like an activist type of song, you know. It's something that uh, we all listen to, and it gets us motivated and pumped up to try to go out there and make a change in lives and our lives and everybody else's lives. That's awesome, and that's instrumental, right? You guys play yeah. instrumental. Okay, so is there anything else you guys want to add? No. Okay, well, thanks so much for joining me and being on the show. Thank you. And now back to our hosts. That was an interview with Mescal Experience. For booking information, call 505-255-9312. Thank you, Mescal Experience, for your time. Again, the number is 505-255-9312. Lucia, please give us some more music. Okay, our next song is by the Arctic Monkeys, and it's called From Rich to the Rubble, and it's awesome. So listen. Last night these two bouncers and one of them's alright The other ones are scary and his way or no way Totalitarian, he's got no time for you Looking or breathing how he don't want you to So step out the queue, he makes examples of you And there's no way you can say Behind the go through to the bit where you pay And you realise then that it's finally the time To walk back past ten thousand eyes in a line And you can swap jumpers and make another move Doctors now diagnose autism in nearly 1 out of 160 children under the age of 3. Autism impairs how someone socially acts, communicates, and behaves. Aggression often results when a child has difficulty with speech and expressing themselves. Youth Radio's Diana Barron-Moore recently sat down with two advocates for people with autism. She spoke with Gayfin Lason, who has two children with autism, and also with Youth Radio producer Michael Harley. Diana asked Michael how his family has been affected by autism. Well, um, like myself, my brother Charlie was adopted. Um, we adopted him from Chicago when I was about two or three years old. And the first year or so, and I don't remember this as well as my parents do, but um, the first year that we had Charlie, he would not stop screaming all the time because uh, he his skin was very sensitive to touch. And um, as the years went by, that went down less, but he still does have sensory needs. Um, we came here to New Mexico kind of for Charlie's sake and also for uh, my dad's health. And he started school where I was at school after a few years. And a teacher didn't properly restrain him when he acted out and technically she abused him and this led to a lot of emotional trauma for Charlie and because of that he became extremely aggressive at home and my mom attempted to teach him things such as math and reading which she did pretty successfully and he now has a love for reading but he was still aggressive so because there wasn't proper services here for autistic children here in New Mexico, and there still aren't, 
we had to send him to Texas Hill Country School in uh, southern Texas, where he currently is. And he, we sent him there not only to learn more education, but also to learn more social skills and develop his skills for life and being around other people. What have you done to promote awareness of autism? Uh, I've done a number of things. I've done presentations at school. I did a presentation last year at school for, or was it might have been the year before for my teachers, uh, talking about uh, the new findings about the possibilities that autism co- is embedded in people's genes and that it's actually passed on as a trait and not developed through the years as the child grows up. I've also done a previous Spot for Youth Radio about my brother. Uh, I've talked to my friends when they ask about my brother. I almost I will always tell them that he's autistic, and almost always they'll ask what that is, and I define that for them. And a lot of them have actually kind of asked about Charlie and kept tabs on him and how he's doing. Um, I've sent a letter to Governor Richardson, about health care in the state and about Charlie. And he actually sent me a very nice personal letter back about that. I talked to my uh, whole, the whole student body about um, autism and what we're trying to do here in the state about that. So it sounds like there really isn't a lot of awareness. What What is the state as far as, you know, like, teachers knowing about students who have it is there trainings provided what's the current situation with that i think that the state of new mexico is at least 10 years behind the rest of the country on all autism services including training for professionals so it's not uncommon for um, a family with a child with autism to have a teacher who has had no training And this just makes it a hard situation for both the teacher and the child and the family. Okay. And uh, can can you tell us about the Bernalillo County Local Collaborative and what has it done to improve services for people with autism? When the governor um, kind of redid the behavioral health system in New Mexico, one of the things that he did was look to communities to give advice on what was going on in their community. So each community has a local collaborative that's interested in behavioral health. Our local collaborative, because families of children with autism joined, has made autism one of our legislative priorities for this year. We were able to ask for money. We asked for $4.75 million for Bernalillo County alone but figure that this should be a statewide initiative and it would take at least $8 million in state funding to get appropriate services. What kind of services would that provide? The money would be used to train professionals so that there would be um, qualified people in each school district and district in each community. It would also be used to provide what's called intensive intervention to young children with autism, because if young children with autism get the proper kind of services as small people, they um, grow up to be more independent and more able to um, be part of their school and their community. And I think that um, 
What happened with Michael's brother is an example of how when there weren't good services up front, um, unfortunate things happened later on down the line, and we're seeing that more and more in New Mexico. So we're trying to address things early. Okay. And, and so how has the state responded to your efforts? Well, we're meeting with um, people from health, human services, and education right now. And what they're wanting to do, I think, is thank us for um, letting them know about the problem, but they're not quite ready to spend appropriate kind of money to get the services we need. We remain hopeful that they will, but we're told that this is a lean budget year and we'll be lucky to get um, just a fraction of what's needed. Um, so why is it important to you that services in New Mexico for people with autism be improved? For me, it's important because per on a personal level, it's so that Charlie can come back home. And that's really shown me, and through all this stuff that my parents have gone through with Charlie, and we've met so many other families who've gone through similar ordeals, it's really shown me that no family should have to split apart to get proper health services. Uh, we have to go visit Charlie. Uh, we can only, with our schedules, we can only go visit him about once a month, every second week of the month. And I can't even go all the time because I need to keep up with my schoolwork. So that's on a personal level, and I think for everybody with autistic children. And I think um, people don't really know and realize that there are so many autistic people and people with other disabilities and mental disorders in the state. Because I've met so many people who, um, uh, when I tell them about my brother, they say, oh yeah, I have a relative who has a niece with autism or a brother with autism or so on and so forth. So um, I really think that uh, that's why that's important is because families should not have to be split apart. Thank you. How can teenagers become advocates for people with autism, Michael? Uh, I think one of the first things is read about it, learn about it, do whatever you can to find out information on it. If you meet somebody who knows somebody with autism, it's good to ask questions. And it for them, it, for me personally, it is a little hard to share my experiences, but um, it's worth it to get awareness out there. And people who, if you ask people those questions, I think they'll really appreciate it. Um, and also don't forget to treat autistic people like people. A lot of people shy away from them when they see that they're kind of different behaviors or just don't talk to them. But uh, autistic people really do, despite that they have a hard time being social, they want to be. They want to um, meet people and have nice interactions with them, and that's really hard for them. So just treat them like people and learn as much as you can about it. Thank you. Is, is there anything else that you, either of you, would like to add? I think I'd like to emphasize just how hard it is for a family to have a child with autism 
and how hard it is to be a child with autism when you don't understand how the world works and you have deficits in three huge areas, communication, social, and behavior. Things just aren't going to make sense to you. And people, when they don't understand or they're trying to communicate things, tend to communicate with their behavior, especially people with autism. So when you see somebody with autism being aggressive or having a hard time, I think we don't tend to give them the kind of space that we should because they look so intact and so like that they should be able to, what we would call, behave. And they simply can't. And this is hard for them. It's hard for their families. And another characteristic of especially small people with autism is they don't sleep very often or very much. I know when my daughter was young, we were lucky to get 90 minutes of sleep a night. And families just have a hard time functioning with that. And so when we're not supporting families or not supporting kids, it just the situation gets... um, more difficult and and unravels, and it's just unfortunate, and I think we need to do a better job. To build on that point of um, communication, when we took Charlie to Texas Hill Country School, uh, my parents told him that we will try to get you home when you can, but that's dependent on your behavior, and we told him when you learn that not to be aggressive you can come home. And he's been non-aggressive for, I can't even count the months now. It's been so long and he's improved so much. He loves math. He, um, he loves to read books. He's got all of his suitcases packed up to come home, but, um, he can't because we don't have the proper health care for that here. And it's so hard for us to just how do we tell Charlie you can't come home because the state won't provide services for you? That's something he just can't comprehend. So, Thank you both. Um, you've, you've been listening to an interview with Gay Finlayson and Michael Harley about their efforts to get better services for people with autism in the state. Special thanks to Gwendolyn Harley, Michael Harley's mom, for her involvement in this interview. For Youth Radio, I'm Diana Barrymore. Finlayson asked the listeners contact their legislators before the next legislative session and demand the need for better autism services in Bernalino County. To get involved, you can contact the Bernalino Local Collaborative, which advocates for the behavior health care for all New Mexicans. They meet the fourth Tuesday of every month from 5.30 to 7 at the Unitary Church on Carlisle in Comanche. Finlayson can be contact, contacted at 272-1406. Thanks to Diana Barrymore for conducting, conducting the interview. Again, Finlayson's number is 272-1406. Now some more music, more shiptastic music from Lucia. Hey guys, it's me again. Um, Our next song is by Death Cab for Cutie and it's called Movie Script Ending. Here it is. Whenever I come back 
Now here is the calendar with the fantastic Lady D. Hey guys. Hi there. Woohoo. It's Albuquerque and we have cool stuff in New Mexico and we also have cool stuff in New Mexico. So this is calendar and I'm in a really happy jumpy mood. So we're going to have a fun quick calendar. Uh, First up is Southwest Organizing Project and the South Valley Male Involvement Project. They have come together to bring the Albuquerque community rock out with your cause out. Their goal is to create unity amongst the city's youth and give them the opportunity to learn about different organizations where they can become engaged in their communities. There will be live music, a graffiti battle, and a b-boy battle. It will be held at the Civic Plaza on 4th and Marquette from noon until 6. They still need volunteers, so if you're interested, please call SWAP at 247-8832 and ask for anyone from the Rockout event. Then we have M.E. Productions and Auchianda presenting Midojo Recording Artists and Mescla Experience, who play Rock and Rancheras. Also, Tri-Rap Elite featuring Silence, MC Void, and Master Tragic. (laughs) They're playing on Saturday, August 19th at 8 p.m. CDs and refreshments will be sold. Auchianda is at 929 4th Street Southwest in Albuquerque. For more information, you can call 255-9312 or 463-1608. Then we also have the Sage Council, who has been leading the fight to protect protect the Petroglyph Monument and other New New Mexico Native American sacred sites. On August 26, 2006, they are holding a 10-year anniversary celebration with dinner, entertainment, and reflections. For more information, you can contact... Roberto at sagecouncil.org. Dr. Maya Angelou is coming to Pope Joy Hall on Friday, September 15th, 2006. For more information, you can call the UNM Ticketing Office at 925-5858. The Smithsonian Institution's Office of Fellowships offers internships to increase participation of U.S. minority groups who are underrepresented in the Smithsonian scholarly programs. Interns can participate in research conducted at the institution and in the museum field. This program is designed to provide undergraduate and beginning graduate students the opportunity to learn more about the Smithsonian and the students' academic fields through direct experience in research or museum-related internship projects. Internships are full-time. Deadline to apply is October 1, 2006. You can contact them at 202-275-0655 or email at siofg at si.edu. All are invited to the 2006 Alcalde Sustainable Agriculture Science Center's Field Day, which is to be held Wednesday, August 16th. Registration begins at 8 a.m., and field tours and presentations will be scheduled throughout the day. On Wednesday, August 23rd, beginning at 12 noon at the Peace and Justice Center, 60 to 75 high school students, grades 9 through 12, from RFK Charter School will be converging. They're looking for representatives from different youth-oriented organizations to attend and recruit interns to do service learning projects at their organizations. This is a potluck event, so also bring a 5 to 10 minute youth-oriented presentation. This has been your Youth Youth Radio Weekly Calendar, and have a lovely week. 
Thanks to everyone who made this show possible. Our producer was Michael Harley. Our wonderful engineer was Diana Barrymore. Our fabulous and awesome hosts were Paula Castillo and Philip Riley. Our music host was Lucia Martinez. Our marvelous calendar host was Diana Barrymore. Thank you, Kirby Platero and Siobhan Davis from Young Women United for the public service announcement. The autism interview was done by Diana Barrymore. Thank you, Michael Harley and Gay Finlayson for participating. Thanks to Lucia for interviewing Ariella Cardell, Juan Cardell, and Jaime Espananza from Muscular Experience. Other Youth Radio Collective members include Tracy Tramp, Mina Lee, Satine Tuck, Kyle Ferris, Avikra Lucky, Jaren Kai, and Marsh Jalan. Adult co-conspirators are Steve Emmons, Marcos Martinez, and Ro Roberto Rael. This has been Youth Radio, and I'm your host, Paula Castillo. I'm Philip Riley. Good night and good luck. Up next, Spoken Word. Crazy if I tell you the truth No, you don't know